Riverdale, Season 3, Episode 12, Chapter 47, Bizarrodale. Amidst preparations for their upcoming wedding, Sierra and Tom receive an unsettling message, which forces the Midnight Club to reunite. Truly an episode that lives up to its title. I love the use of the name Bizarrodale. Like, that's just adorable. <laughs> this was a great episode. Surprisingly so. I love that the core four are barely in it. So we really got to play with our other characters. You know, they should do that a little bit more often. Or if, you know, if the core four aren't together, they need to grab another one to play with. So let's start with a recap. Moose and Kevin smooch. Moose's dad is the head of the RROTC. Kevin Keller joins the force. Archie gets drunk. Josie gets him sober. Cheryl and Tony are out of the serpents. Veronica suspects her mom. Veggie burns the drugs and Hermione is planning for blood. So we start with this episode at Pops and we see the core four in their booth. They're eating, drinking their milkshakes. And we get this lovely narration. Riverdale is like Bizarro Town, where murder, mystery, and candy drugs aren't the exception. They're the norm. You forget sometimes that people are still just living their lives, doing things as ordinary as getting married. And just as we start to settle in on the core four, the camera swoops to the booth beside them. And we've got Tom, Sierra, Josie, and Kevin, which I thought was great because you're like, oh, we're going to settle in. Oh, nope. It's not about them this episode. It's great. More importantly is I adore this scene. This is precious. So they're all talking about getting married. Tom and Sierra do not want to have a big wedding. They just finalized their divorces. So, like, we just want to go to town hall and keep it simple. Josie and, and Kevin are is, completely against this. They are the best siblings. Like, Kevin starts to argue and Josie's like, if I may. We fully disagree, but we're not the ones getting married, so we respect your decision. Tom's reaction to this is this gorgeous, hunky giggle and smile that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like, he's just like, <laughs> y'all are fucking funny. Tom and Sierra are the most precious thing together ever. I am so for this. I know I was like, ah, fuck, when we first saw it. But this is adorable and precious. I was never expecting this from Robin Givens. No. I liked Martin Cummins, but, I mean, we'd only seen him as Mr. Serious Sheriff they've, Killer. They've really given him some personality, and it's great. It's it really works. so good. So Josie says, you know, as like, we'll be okay with this so long as we can have an after party. And then Kevin's like... If there's no wedding reception, it means the Gargoyle King has won. <laughs> you know, in the moment, I really eye-rolled at that. But now thinking about it, I was like, no, that's a very Kevin thing to say. It's a very Kevin, Veronica type thing to say. Or Cheryl. It's a very high drama, but that is Kevin. I love those boots. I love those boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're like, okay, but a small one. In walks Moose and his dad, and they say hello, Marcus, Tom, and it's super awkward. A little bit. Sierra invites them, like, hey, you know, we want to invite you to our the after party that the kids are throwing us downstairs. And Marcus is a little like, mm, we'll, we'll have to check our, our calendar. And so they leave, and the kids are like, what is that all about? What's his deal? Except right before that. Moose is walking by. Kevin just peeks his head around at his butt. Oh, yeah. He's totally checking him out. It's great. I love it. It's very cute. Tom says, well, we did ROTC together, but we, you know, we grew apart. And Sierra says, it's probably the jealousy. Marcus always had a crush on me, as you know, but 
I only had eyes for you. And Tom goes, oh, lucky me. They're just so disgustingly cute. <laughs> but I am here. I am. I older people who are teenager like in love and cute is just precious to me. Well, I love that. And I feel like part of it is they're doing it to try to annoy Josie and Kevin. <laughs> no, I think they're just like. They're fully divorced. They don't have to hide their relationship. Their kids are on board. Their kids are friends. So, like, everything is coming together for them. Yeah. Like, they're just happy. Yep. It's obnoxious, but adorable. I love it. All right. We, we go over to some post-coital choney. You know, like, they're, that's cute. Whatever. They, they talk about, you know, how nice it is to be in a bed and they're away from the rural horrors of Tent City. And... <laughs> You know, Tony's like, I don't miss the mud or the cold, but I miss the game, babe. Like, those are her people. Like, she misses them. Their cell phones start going off, and it's their SAT scores. And Cheryl goes on and on about wanting to go to Highsmith College because that's where her family has gone for generations, and I don't intend to break the Blossom tradition. You should! Your family is horrible! (laughs) Your family is garbage! It's incestuous criminal gross and weird why would you want to keep doing things that your family has always done Uh, why because she's cheryl fucking blossom like i get i want to be rich and powerful like my family always has that's fair but maybe not be a horrible human being in the process yeah she's yeah she's blinded by privilege and i i mean like i said the best thing that could happen to to Cheryl's character is she needs to go broke. Well, I don't want to step like too far ahead with the episode because we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. But what's nice is all of this has been leading up to a big downfall. Oh, and like socially, at least for her, I feel like this episode fixes it too quickly with Tony. Oh, it does. It really does. Because again, Cheryl never has to pay the consequences for anything. Like her fixing her, the problem that she creates later is a joke. We go over to the mayor's office and Hermione's laying it down for Veronica and Reggie's. Since you two vigilantes took it upon yourself to burn all the fizzle rocks I had already sold, you got to pay me back. And they're like, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. Hermione has just gone full blown criminal. She's no better than Hiram. Well, I suggest you get creative, Miha. I don't want to just blanket defend Hermione, but there is an element here of I had this done. I had the deal done to get rid of this shit, and you fucked it up. So it, you're going to go fix it. Well, here's the thing. Hermione's gone full-blown mobster. Yes. Like she just has. And Veronica thought she was being like full-blown mobster with a heart or a cause, so it's okay. And ni- none of these people talk to each other, which is another problem. So if Hermione was being more like, well, guess what? Now you have to help fix this. Like You have to help. Not it's all on you. So she's gone nuts. I like how Reggie's like, um, how much money are we talking about, Miss Lodge? <laughs> and so like she writes it down on a paper and slides it over and Veronica is like, and suddenly I'm in an episode of Ozark. <laughs> Which if you have not seen on Netflix is a phenomenal show. Please go watch it. Hermione's just like, you're in the big leads now and it's time to sink or swim. It's a great way to hang your kid out to dry. Ugh, no, I just, ugh, can we can we kill Hermione now? Like, I'm over her. Like, we're, we're getting close to it. Just shoot her. Just shoot her and, like, fully redeem Hiram. Let's do that. Okay, so we go over to a fancy school office, and this is apparently 
Highsmith College. Boy, it looks a lot like Riverdale High, though, huh? Actually, it looks a little bit more like Baxter High. Kind <laughs> of, Sabrina, actually. Which would make total sense. They're filmed in the same places. Cheryl is in a one-on-one meeting with some admissions person and she is rattling off all of the things that she's done you know she's got a perfect gpa she's captain of this president of that blah 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 she's like i'm a perfect candidate not to mention a legacy and the admissions lady is just like well you are miss blossom however most recently highsmith college's board of directors has decided it's time to diversify our student body with women from outside the alumni pool which Okay, that's great. Like, all colleges should do that. It shouldn't be automatic ends for people who are legacy. Yeah, that's total That's horseshit. just That's just uh, a thing. And that statement is fine. But the, the implication is, well, your legacy, you automatically don't get in at all. Whereas it's just like, you know, it's just an, it's not an automatic in anymore. Sorry. Well, yeah, we, we know why this is so dumb. <gasps> yeah. Now, Cheryl is surprised mm-hmm. and shocked but kind of approaches it pretty well. Well, she says, you know, is this a new initiative? I'm afraid so, but it's long overdue. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. I'm just imagining which board member in particular suddenly developed a conscience. I love it. Like that's... That's a great Cheryl moment of being like, hmm, hmm, yes, no, I totally agree. Diversity should be a promise of our college. It's been a bit since we had a a Cheryl-Penelope showdown, and there needs to be a little bit more of that. Now we get a really hot makeout scene between Moose and Kevin. Oh my god. Yeah. Kevin asks Moose to his dad's wedding. It's a public event, and you haven't come out to your dad yet, but maybe it's time. I mean, how long have we been together? Since summer started? So practically forever. I love that they use this just to basically solidify that we have no concept of how long time has been. <laughs> it could be a month. It could be seven months for all we know. It could be April by now. But since summer is basically forever. Once again, Kevin Keller provides exposition while being super, super hot. And I love the clandestine grope as much as the next gay guy. <laughs> but I we but we've never even spent a proper night together. And Moose says, you know, don't you think I want to? So do it. Just talk to your dad. The door, you know, swings open a bunch of cadets who clearly know what's been going on. And one of the cadets goes, I told you they'd be in here. And it's uh, Major Mason, you know, Moose's dad. Cadet Mason, Cadet Keller. The meeting with the Naval Academy recruitment officer is about to start. So on the double. And, you know, as Moose goes, he's like, I'm sorry, Kevin, I I can't. Now, Kevin, you know, he's putting it out there. He's you know, it's like, I want to take you as my date. And it it's time for you to tell your dad. He's not wrong. It's time for you to come out to your dad. So like, and I, I th- you should never pressure anybody to come out. That's no. just, that's just a fact. But I, I don't think it's wrong if you're in a relationship with someone to say, hey, maybe you should do this. From time to time, it's something you should suggest. Well, and being in a relationship like that, with Kevin being the most socially prominent out kid in the school. Mm-hmm. And everybody knowing that about him Mm -hmm. and then having this relationship be a quote unquote secret, there's all that pressure that builds up. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with Kevin saying like, I love you. I love spending time with you. And I totally am not going to force you to come out before you're ready. But I think you're ready. (laughs) He's not said any of that, but it's just like in order for us to get to experience things, this is a problem. Yeah. So, like, it's fair for him to want to bring it up. Like, hey, 
you know, I really want to take you to my debt to my thing, but I know that could create a problem. Could you consider doing this thing? Like, and I totally understand Moose's problem too. Oh yeah. Well, well yeah, it's coming. This mm-hmm. is all building. We got a lot of layers going on here. We head on over to the trailer park. It's Sweet Pea's bunk, I guess. And Josie's there. And Sweet Pea's just like, hi. He's like, I'm, I'm always happy to see you, Josie. He's just a little too eager. <laughs> Josie's like, did you think this was a booty call? I mean, it wouldn't be the first one we've had since our <laughs> summer fling ended. And she is asking him to be her date to her mom's wedding. And Sweet Pea's like, as your boyfriend? And Josie just kind of like, oh, does it have to be official? And then Sweet Pea just gets crestfallen. I love this. He says, you know, Josie, I like you. And I would be with you, all in with you in a second. But you slide into my life whenever you don't want to be alone. I'm not built that way. And I fucking love this. Because it's usually a fucking girl saying this shit. And I like that it's a dude and he's standing up for like, this is what you need in a relationship. And that's basically the theme of this episode with these kids. Like, say what you need in the relationship. Communicate. It's important and it's awesome. So, yeah, this makes me happy. Sweet Pea goes on to say, maybe that makes me needy, but I just got to get off this merry-go-round with you. I love it. (laughs) They gave it to a boy. Oh, this makes me happy. We go to the Maple Club with some jazz music playing. Doodle-loop, doodle-loop. <laughs> That's the least jazz music ever, but there you go. Cheryl shows up. So this is the infamous Maple Club. And no surprise, it's as cheap and callow as your efforts to sabotage my admission to your alma mater. So Cheryl's there to confront her mom. Mom says, you're a horrible person because you're gay. So you're not going to fuck up the school and our legacy there. Yeah, I hate this scene. I really do. Because I'm tired of Penelope's bullshit with this. Well, okay. This is where, like we've talked about in the last few episodes, that they've made Penelope gross. Like there, she's always dripping with this Victorian madam. Well, it's gross. Like she should have just said, and she's just like, you know how I feel about your lifestyle? And I don't want you sullying our legacy at the school. That's it. All this extra verbiage is bullshit. It's just meant to make her more disgusting. Now, this is a very disgusting way to view people. So, like, that's fine. But they've made her a caricature. And it's not a good one. Yeah, I just hate that she is so Victorian sexually repressed Mm -hmm. when it doesn't need to be that way. No, it doesn't. And she would be far more interesting a character if that she didn't give a fuck about that at all. Mm-hmm. And she was just trying to ruin Cheryl's life because she hates Cheryl. Yeah. Like, that would be way better. No, it should have been, well, you emancipated yourself from me. So you have emancipated yourself from the Blossom family legacy. Boom. Like, make it between them and stop with this. You're stop lesbian, just so to I be hate about you. her being gay. Because there's no reason for it. And it just makes it even more gross. Yeah. Like, Cheryl is a capital C cunt, but she does not deserve now we get some hot role play that's also adorable. Holy shit. Tom and Sierra getting it on. <laughs> Sierra pins him to the bed. The charges against you are very serious. Oh, wow. What would you suggest? I could request an injunction. I'd like to go straight to trial. And so, like, they're just being all cute and sexy. And so she gets up to get a snack because they've ordered room service because they live at the hotel. <laughs> just... Just that smirk on his His face. That smirk is just to die for. Uh It really is. And the two of them, like, 
we're gonna gush about this over and over because it is just too cute we love it i think he has almost supplanted fp as my favorite hot dad nope <laughs> but him and him and fred are fighting it out for second <laughs> but this is a good one this is good sierra gets up to get a snack from the room service and she opens you know she pulls the cover off the food oh gasp there's an invitation it's an ascension <laughs> night invitation fair sierra friar thomas congratulations on your upcoming nuptials <laughs> if you wish to live to see this blessed events you must reunite with your midnight club to <gasps> complete ascension night once and for all tell no one or your children will pay the price best wishes the gargoyle king riverdale oh damn y'all interrupted some hot sexy time damn it gargoyle king he's gonna do it again later ruins everything he ruins everyone's sexy time all right we're in the doghouse hey, hey! And kevin is eating candy <laughs> a lot of candy. <laughs> I sympathize with this feeling. Feels. Cheryl comes in. Well, it looks like someone could use an epaulette to cry on. <laughs> I'm not going to carb shame you, Kevin, but whatever's on your mind, it's not worth it. <laughs> uh, Put down the Swizzlers. Yeah. So Kevin's just like, okay, so this guy, we've been having problems. Moose, you mean? And Kevin's like, what? Please, I have eyes. I saw you lounging together at my pool party like a community theater production of The Talented Mr. Ripley. (laughs) I believe I referenced The Talented Mr. Ripley when we talked about that episode. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. Win! Go me! But to be fair, I think they might reference it in the show. Okay, well, it didn't come out of nowhere. No. The cruise ship's been in trouble from the gay get-go. Maybe it's time to move on. And Kevin's like, I can't go back to Fox Forest. (laughs) I was like, oh no, Kevin. No, 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 no. No, no Fox Forest. No grind him. No. (laughs) No. Oh, sullen, tender-hearted Kevin. I'm not talking about cruising. I'm talking about Bumble. Look, I'm sure you can find a well-adjusted, handsome, out and proud fella out there. How much fucking money did Bumble give them? Apparently a lot, but it's better than those damn CoverGirl commercials we used to have in show, so I'll allow it. Yeah, they're doing a better job with the product placement. And in terms of Bumble, in terms of dating apps, Bumble is the so far from what I've heard from people who are actually using dating apps, that one's the least sketchy. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. Kevin's just like, I like Moose a lot, and I wish he'd be honest with his dad so we could date openly. And they basically say that you know major moose is not a fan of the gay thing so that's what's making it a problem cheryl has a line it burns me that there are people in this town that still believe that being gay is anything less than rapturous Uh, okay calm down cheryl i hate her at this point because it's all about her there's nothing about she doesn't care about kevin here it's all about her oh absolutely it's always about her and kevin says you know maybe moose would come out if he liked me more oh Oh. Now, this is the one line I give her credit for. Yeah, she goes, oh, it's not your fault, Kevin, which is true. Your aesthetic may be firmly rooted in the 1950s, but you're a catch in any decade. Fuck yeah, he is. Oh, he's so hot. <laughs> we, love you. we love you, Casey Cott. You are very attractive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheryl says, maybe he just needs the subtlest of nudges. And Kevin just drowning himself in his sorrows because a bulldozer wouldn't be enough. Cut to Cheryl being a grade eight cunt. Oh, oh, boy. So everyone's Wowzers. In, everyone's in school. Cheryl's in the office. Attention, students. It's time for your daily announcements. As Riverdale High's first openly lesbian student body president, I'm announcing the launch of a new club, an LGBTQIA alliance with a mission to find and support our fellow queer and questioning students. Cool. All right. Fine. Cool. Great. That's, That's awesome. 
we're seeing the kids in class being like, oh, okay, nice. And like Kevin's like, oh, this is great. Moose and, is like, and Moose mm-hmm. is like nodding his head. Like, okay, all right. In that spirit, this week's blind item will be on theme. A certain oh-so-hunky all-American R-R-O-T-C cadet is afraid to come out of the closet. Well, let's show this cadet that Riverdale High is welcoming so he and his Broadway-loving boyfriend can finally PDA like the other sex grace couples dwelling amongst us. Also, for lunch today, we're having shepherd's pie. Thank you! Cunt with capital C. I'm still not sure why the fuck they wrote this in this show. Because I don't know what purpose it serves. It's really fucking awful. I can see an argument being made somewhere where with the rise of social media and all that, this is a way to get back at people or this is a way to force people out of the closet. It's wrong. It just is. It's wrong. But I can see that being like, let's do this so that we can show why this is wrong and why this isn't okay. So we can have a conversation about it in show, which they do to the tiniest degree. The problem is that the person who did it suffers no consequences for it. The people she does it to, they suffer the consequences. Well, to be That's, fair. Which which I know is tends to be what happens in real life. But if you're trying to make a point, if you're wanting to teach a lesson through your show, the person who did it needs to pay for it. Upon examination, mm-hmm. you realize that the story could be served as well or better mm-hmm. By doing it some different way. Yeah, like you can still get the impact that you want. You can still operate in the same storyline like Moose feels outed. We can, that's a story we can do. But she could, it could have been over the announcements. It could have been Cheryl accidentally, you know, hits the thing and the whole school hears her talking with some, with Kevin. Like something like that where it wouldn't have been so egregious, but still something that we all have to deal with. But they've decided to completely turn Cheryl into a villain while pretending that, oh, no, she's really changed because she's found the love of her life. Well, that's garbage. It's just garbage. Well, and it's doing a disservice. Here, here's why it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's doing a disservice to Cheryl because we like Cheryl. We, we did for a while. Now she's horrible. And it also is just how much more shit are you going to put Kevin Keller through? Because Kevin doesn't get the happy ending. Cheryl gets a happy ending. Kevin, that's fucked up. Kevin will never get a happy ending. I don't believe that. I, I, we'll talk about it. But I, I see a way where it could be good for Kevin. They're going to have to at some point. Because if they don't, yeah. it's really god awful. Yeah, there's gay representation is garbage to begin with. But also, like, you keep being horrible to Kevin, and now you're giving lip service to Choni, and it's not good for any of them. It's bad. It's just bad. We go into the hallway. Moose is furious. He's yelling at Kevin, did you put Cheryl up to that with her with her not-so-blind item? Of course not. I'm a po- uh, Kevin's just like, I'm opposed to publicly outing people unless they're conservative politicians. Very well done. Uh, yes. If you are out there spewing hate against a community and it turns out that you're being a hypocrite you deserve to be added that's the one time where it's appropriate (laughs) kevin's like you know to have people guess you no i don't know maybe and kevin just breaks it down like moose putting aside what cheryl did we've been together for a while now and i can't keep playing broke back riverdale with someone who's in the closet either you come out to your dad or we're breaking up either way i'll respect your decision and he walks off and this is fair Moose isn't mad at him either. Moose accepts that. Moose is freaked out. 
but he's totally fair as well. But you can also see as soon as Kevin says that, Musco, he's right. He's right. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta figure this out one way or another. Yeah, Cheryl's doing her makeup in the bathroom, and in walks Tony, who is not happy. What the hell were you thinking just now? Oh, about the sweet, sweet revenge I'm gonna get on my mumsy. Hopefully with a little help of you and your trusty camera. Oh, shutterbug of my dreams. She's like, you outed Moose. No, I didn't. It was a blind item, Tony. For all anyone knows, I wasn't ever referring to him. Moose's father could have heard that announcement. Oh my God, is this our first fight? God. Oh my God. That's where I would have slapped her, honestly. Cheryl, get some perspective. Did you know that my uncle hated the fact that I dated girls? That's why the serpents were so important to me. They were like my non-judgmental family. And now I don't have them. Oh, Tony, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Of course you didn't because you're too busy being Cheryl. Thank fuck. Causing chaos regardless of the consequences. Yes. Look, babe, I get that you're mad at your mom and you're pissed that you're not going to some hoity-toity college that I can never get into or afford. Oh, if it's about money, fuck you, you cunt. Fuck you. Cheryl, just stop and listen to me. Highsmith College was your legacy. The serpents were mine and now they're not. Oh, Tony, I'll fix this. What part? All of it. You're the most important thing in my life. I'll do whatever it takes to make these things right, but I may need your help. When Tony said that now they're not, that the servants are no longer her legacy, she should have just walked out. There should be no quick, I can fix this. Cheryl needed to stew. Cheryl needed to sit in her wrongness and be wrong and freak out before figuring out how she might be able to fix this because the way she fixes is also not okay. And like, I'm, I'm not happy that, t- that we put Tony in the position of like being the bigger person when it comes to Cheryl because they're in a relationship. Fuck you, Cheryl. I'm so mad. Well, okay. Fuck you, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. I'm fuck, just going to go fuck, ahead and fucking fuck, say this. Fuck the writers. Why in the fuck did you think this is okay to do? Uh, well, how is this entertaining? And positive. It's not all happy sunshine and rainbows. No. For, for, for queer teenagers. But why can't we have some elements of happy, shiny rainbows for that audience? Why does their conflict have to relate to their social status Mm -hmm. instead of just normal relationship issues? Why can't it just be? Yeah, it's just it's it's bad. It's super fucking bad. And and that's what I don't understand is how the lead creator of this show is a publicly gay man. Mm hmm. So is the producer, Greg Berlanti. And still can get this so fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly infuriating and needs to be called out. I feel like it is to a degree, but I don't think they take any of it seriously. And they get the ratings that they want, so they don't care. I mean, the drama of it all drives people to the show. I mean, it drives us to the show. We love it. It's a soap opera. I know. I know. But it could be so much better. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, but speaking of things they've bottlenecked into a corner they can't get out of, Archie sees Josie crying at a keyboard at school. Okay. I'm I o- kind I'm of okay. love I'm okay this. I'm okay with it. Josie's crying. She's got an audition with Juilliard this afternoon. And she can't get there because Sweepy is, he can't, he can't give her a ride. And Archie's like, wait, are you guys dating? And she's like, no, I ended it so I could focus on my music, which I always do to stay focused. And... I can't even ask my mom for a ride because she doesn't know. Because if she knew and it didn't go well, she'd start asking me about my backup plans, which I don't have. 
which again, again, I do like this because it calls back everything we know about Josie and music and her family. Yep. Love it's great. And Archie's just like, let me take you. I got the jalopy. And this is so on brand for Archie. Archie sees his friend hurting. I can help you. I love it. That's great. And Archie's just like, I can absolutely help you. Just remember this moment when you're accepting your best new artist Grammy. Okay. Just is like, okay. So like, this is sweet. I'm into it. And I'm shipping them so hard. I just am. <sighs> I know not everybody I'm, wants to. I love them together. I love it. I'm not into them because I don't think they've done it well. Mostly because they screwed up him and Bao so badly. Well, yeah, God. Like, I'm still having whiplash from that. <laughs> um, and also, I really want to see Archie not, like, be hooking up constantly. Like, the dude needs to be single for a while. He had Grundy. He had Betty Awkwardness, Veronica, Val. Like, it's just, there's just so much nonsense. Like, he needs to, like, not be with anyone for a bit. Ah, uh, but he's Archie in a romantic <laughs> He lead. is. He is. We go over to the nightclub. And Reggie and Veronica are going over the books. We're dead. We're officially dead. That or we're about to have our kneecaps broken, courtesy of whoever the mysterious buyer is. Does that really happen? He's such a kid. <laughs> He's such a kid. Like they, ugh. I keep saying it, but I love Reggie. This I is really love Reggie. This is big dumb Reggie to me. And it's different than big dumb Archie because big dumb Reggie is still adorable and charming while being kind of stupid. <laughs> So bottom line is they don't have enough money. So they are going to rob Reggie's dad's car dealership. Is robbing banks still a thing? Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty wrong. Holy crap, I'm a genius. No, no, you're really not. <laughs> but you're pretty. You're very pretty. All right, we go over to the McCoy apartment and all the adults are there. They all received letters to finish Ascension Night. I thought you caught the Gargoyle King FP. Well, Tallboy was using the game as a cover to deal drugs, but he wasn't the one running around setting up chalices back when we were in high school. And basically like, fine, we have to do this because we all have to go. Maybe we can catch the son of a bitch. But, you know, hey, we all have to participate. And Hermione's like, okay, I'll talk to Hiram because he's still in the hospital. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, let's settle then. We finished the game. We started. And all of the parents are very nervous. <laughs> We go over to an auditorium and Josie has her audition. We don't see her sing. We see her start and Archie's in the back, like nodding and being supportive. It's great. Veronica is in the car. You know, she's got glass sunglasses on and a, a headscarf. She's reading the girls in 3B. Reggie, you know, has got a gargoyle mask on. He's running with the bag. He jumps in. He gets shot. It's just graced. Yeah. But he jumps in the car and they tail off oh some good stunt driving though i just love reggie's like i got shot what what are you okay go go just go <laughs> like come on bank robin 101 we go to the maple club tony's there they're in the hallway and they're there to take photos of people leaving for blackmail penelope sneaks up on them what in god's name are you jezebel's doing here Whatever mad sapphic caper you're on, I won't have you jeopardize my thriving business. It's so good. That one was good. <laughs> I'll, I'll get. I'll give it that. I need that as a gif. It's very nice. It's, that's pretty good. Cheryl says, "Get off the board at the school and revoke your ban on my admittance, or we'll go public with these photos." And Penelope is just like, "I'm not ashamed." And Cheryl says, "Yeah, but your clients may not feel the same way. We know how to dominate too." And grabs a whip and she's got a cat of nine tails or a flogger. Yeah. Defeat so. it again. Yep. 
Uh, we go to Pops and it's Archie and Josie. You know, I was like, oh, did you get it? And she's looking at her phone. She goes, yeah, unfortunately, we're unable to invite you to callbacks this year. They go back and forth. And Josie's basically just super disappointed because it's just not enough. And she's alone and she's she's pushed everyone aside thinking it's going to be making it worth it. And, you know, I'm alone and I can't even get a date to my mom's wedding. And that speaks volumes. Archie just goes, I'll take you to the wedding. I've been alone these last few months, either literally or feeling like I'm from Mars and Mm -hmm. it sucks. So maybe I can help you feel a little less alone. And this is again, this is very sweet, very archy. So I love it. We go to the nightclub. I can't believe I was shot. Are you sure you don't want to go to a doctor? No, it's just a graze. So like they're like, okay, let's see how much we got. He opens the bag and it's a dye pack. Explodes all over (laughs) Reggie. Oh, we're screwed. Screwed. All right, we go to school, and Moose comes up to Kevin and gives him a big old kiss, surprising the hell out of Kevin. I did it. I told my dad. What? How'd it go? He was quiet and weird at first, but then okay, I think. We went to Pop's afterward and got a chicken pot pie, which is a good sign, right? (laughs) I love it. It's so sweet. And Kevin's like, I'm so proud of you, Moose. Like, Kevin is beaming. Does that mean you'll be my date to the wedding? Yeah. And more importantly, I think we should do it. Spend the night together. The only question is where? (gasps) Kevin says, don't worry. I know a perfect spot where no one will interrupt us, which is going to be the bunker, of course. (laughs) Like the second he said that, I was like, they're going to the bunker. Oh, it just (sighs) makes my heart so happy. I'm tearing up. It just makes me so happy. Like, no, it's so good. That's so good. Those two boys deserve to be happy together. They do. They do. They're both so cute. I know. Ugh. All right, we go back to the fancy school at Highsmith College. (sighs) Cheryl comes in and she's like, yeah, I know I'm good. Like, I know you're going to let me in. So I want you to meet Antoinette Topaz, future journalist and Nobel Peace Prize recipient. And so, like, she brings Tony in. And, like, this is a nice gesture, but it's not the point. This isn't necessarily where Tony wants to go. This isn't necessarily the right place for her. It's also super white girl bullshit. It is white girl, bo- like white savior bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, I have the money and I can fix it so you can go in. And like, of course, Tony wants to be with Cheryl. But like, this is college. You don't just go where your person is going. You go that's the right place for you. If it happens to be the same place, that's great. I don't see any other way you could do this and make it good. Which mm-hmm. they're not gonna do. Not likely. Without breaking them up. Eventually. Yeah, she's gonna have to. Because Tony needs to be with someone who gives a shit about her. Okay. All right, this is great. Oh my God. So now it's time for Reggie and Veronica to meet their buyer. And Reggie's in there, whoever it is, whoever you are, please be chill. Please be chill. <laughs> and a car rolls up and out walks Gladys and she takes one look at them and goes, oh great, more teenagers. Gladys fucking Jones. Yep, she's the buyer. Right, so they're like, okay, here's the money or as much as we could get of it. Veronica Lodge, I presume. I can't believe your mom sent you out here to sort out her mess. Hey, I know she's cutthroat, but man, that's cold as ice. Should we know you? I'm Gladys Jones. You might know my kid, Jughead. And, and Veronica. Veronica, Veronica's face is like, what? <laughs> like, it's almost like Veronica didn't realize that Jughead has a mother. She did a double take. It was great. I'm Com- glad. Seriously? You're Jughead's mom? Please, Mrs. Jordan, if you give us a little more time, we know that we can get you the rest of the money. Please don't break our kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gladys is like, you know, I admire the fact they came out here knowing you were short. Shows you take responsibility. And look at the two of you. Remind me a little bit of FP and me in the back in the day. Which is like, okay, now I also want to know, like, when did FP and Gladys start? And how much overlap was there with Alice? Because there was overlap. There's no way there's not overlap there. I mean, there was an acid attack. I know. I'm going to take your money, but I'm going to charge you a fee because I need to get it laundered every which way. Because she (laughs) sees the money's covered in blue dye. (laughs) Yeah. We'll figure a payment plan out for the rest, but I'm going to take those wheels. And Mm -hmm. Reggie's like, no, Bella. No, 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 no. (laughs) She's like, "I'll, I'll, I'll take good care of her. And one more thing. Don't tell Jughead about our business. I mean, if you do, I'm going to have to tell Hiram about his missus going behind his back for a cut, and that'd be bad for all of us. I was not ready for Gladys to show up. I was not expecting it because, okay, so because we got behind, I have stayed completely off Reddit and like been trying to stay off Twitter. I'm like, all right, we just, we, I just want to get back because I don't want to be influenced by other people's theories and other stuff. So I was I just completely blown away and I was so happy about it. I was like, I knew she was coming back. I just didn't know when or how. And this is perfect. It's great. I love it. All right. We go to Pops and Moose is, you know, sitting there and Cheryl comes in. Greetings, Moose. What the hell, Cheryl? What do you want? To apologize. Outing you was wrong for many reasons. It's a personal no. decision that I shouldn't have taken from you. I'm sorry. And like Moose just goes, you know, apology accepted. And that's step three. Bon appetit. Like, that's what is so bitchy. He, sh- he should have made her sit there and stew a little bit. And then she sh- like she should have hung her head in shame because she walked in knowing, like, he's just going to forgive me because I'm Cheryl Blossom. Like, this isn't going to go bad. It never could. Like, the step three is just bullshit. Yep. But Moose goes on. He's like, okay, I'm not saying what she did was right, but it kind of turned out okay. I'm out to my dad now. And Kevin and I are finally going to do it tonight in some secret bunker. Well, well, Moose, I'd bring another set of sheets if I were you. A lot of people have had sex on that cot, which she is not wrong about. (laughs) That is fair advice. That was a good Cheryl moment. There are good Cheryl moments. Like her humor and her bluntness can be used for humor and fun. But this was a scene where she had like, I'm glad that she apologized to him. What she said was appropriate. They just, every time they undercut it. Yeah, they just cut the legs out from it. And like Moose is so sweet. I just, again, she doesn't have to pay any consequences and that's not okay. So the parents are breaking into the school. It feels like we never left because we never did. Who wants to drink poison? So Penelope has brought an anecdote to cyanide. So they all drink it. So they'll be inoculated for the next few hours, which is actually smart. All right. Okay. And then they go in search of all the artifacts. Mm -hmm. Hiram's there. He's got a cane. Run a mission. So let's get after it. We go d- down to the bunker and Kevin is lighting candles. He's like, and, and Moose comes in. I know candles. It's dumb. And, and Moose is like, no, I get it. And then we start seeing them kiss and then well, they move out of frame. The cutest part is Moose pulls out a candle oh. and hands it to Kevin. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> right before they start making out. Uh, it's the sweetest thing ever. Uh, and then they cut away so too fucking quickly. No, let them at least take off their shirts. Yes. Come on. Or get into the bed. Ah, see, again, it's not fair. It's we not. have to see Veronica's boobs all the fucking time. I want to see those boys with their shirts off. Yes. I mean, I like boobs too, but come on. We go to school. Girls' bathroom is clear. That's where we found the chalices before. Did you check the trophy case? Yeah, we did. Blah, 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 blah. They hear Penelope screaming. <laughs> What's going on? And she's in there, and the 
pull down on the wall says got you and there is a deer head or whatever skull covered in blood and i'm just like what is it what does it mean it's a prank we've been played or it's just another iteration of the game and what the gargoyle king wanted all along to distract us to lure us away from and they all go our kids and they all start pulling out their phones this is one of my favorite sequences but we talk about the the cell phone problem yeah this is a masterful use of the cell phone. Yeah, this is a great use of cell phone and cell phone as a problem as well. So we first go to Josie and Archie. They're singing in his room. They both get phone calls. Yeah, I'm rehearsing with Archie. What's going on? We hear Fred say, lock the doors. Don't let anybody in the house. Okay, what's wrong? Then we cut to Veronica in her underwear. Again, why does she have to be in her underwear? We can't see everyone else in their underwear. I'm not happy about this. I mean, at least you get some Reggie abs. Um, still, it's not fair. I don't like it. But Veggie about to bone. They're, they're going to bone. They're going to bone. Some boning is about to happen. <laughs> so she's getting on top of him and they both are like, crap, it's my dad. My mom's calling me too. So they both answer. Do you think they know about the dealership? <laughs> then we cut to Bughead. <laughs> they're definitely boning. <sighs> they are definitely boning. And, and I saw Lily tweet out about this being like, why? Why every time they get a nice hot scene do we have to get interrupted by a fucking phone call? Okay, I'm just going to say this. If we're about to bone and you pick up your cell phone, I'm not going to bone you anymore. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm not talking about just you, anybody. Right. If you pick up your phone, there is no more boning. <laughs> it's over. It's done. Your phone is not more important than me. Up phone, no bone. <laughs> exactly. There you go. I want it on a t-shirt. There we go. <laughs> so they answer their phones. And then we see Choni getting it on. And ugh, again, they stopped. And it's their phone. Who is it? It's my hateful mother. Why are you calling Night Hag? <laughs> I really want to say that the next time my mother chases me. <laughs> on the other hand, though, Penelope's like, get your bow now. <laughs> yeah, get your bow close. And so then the parents are talking, you know, Josie's with Archie at Fred's, Veronica's with Reggie. Kevin's not picking up. And Penelope goes, Cheryl, do you know where the Keller boy is? Do you? Whoa. Uh-oh. So we go to the bunker and Kevin and Moose have finished. This uh, is so adorable. It's funny. Part of me thought this was never going to happen. I'm glad it did. So they start kissing again and we hear the hatch opening. Betty, if that's you, I reserve the bunker for tonight. And like we, we see go- people coming down and he's, Kevin gets up. What the hell, Betty? Who are you guys? What are you doing? And it's a bunch of gargoyles. They get Moose and Kevin. Then we cut to the gargoyle king in front of a fire pit. They throw them down in front of it. They want us to flip for a fate. I'm not playing your sick game. And Kevin's like, no, I'll do it. Fine. And so he he flips and he goes to take a cup. And we hear the police sirens. Drop your weapons. Don't move. First thing we hear is a thunk and an arrow. Because Cheryl's got her fucking Bobby and Katniss Everdeen. They unmask the Gargoyle King and it's dad. And then they're from the ROTC. So all the Gargoyles are ROTC guys. And the Gargoyle King is Moose's dad. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we cut over to the sheriff's office. FP, let's get to the bone, Mason. Are you the Gargoyle King? There was no poison in the chalices. I was just scaring them. And so we get this scene, a little flashback with the kids again playing their parents. Mason was in love with Tom. Mm-hmm. and he didn't know how to deal with it. He was sent to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy where he learned about the game, and when he heard about his son dating Keller Boy, who looked so much like Tom, 
you know, it just it it wasn't good, and I just wanted I just wanted to scare them. I was strong, and then they made me weak again. Yeah, and like FP's like, you wanted to destroy what you couldn't have. Man, the sisters did a number on you. Yeah, you thought you'd do the same to Moose and Kevin, but this is fucked up. We go to the Joneses trailer, and Jughead and FP walk in, like, man, Tallboy was using the costume to sell drugs. But Major Mason was using it to what? Scare his kid? We keep taking down Gargoyle Kings and they keep popping up again. It's like playing whack-a-mole. Yeah, but the true Gargoyle King, if there is an Ur-King, is still at large. And in pops Jelly. Jelly Bean. Daddy? Jelly Belly what? And like, I'm sorry I was such a jerk last time. No, it's okay, sweetheart. And it's just so cute. And, you know, Jelly goes right into Jughead, goes, nice hat, you too. And they're just the cutest brother and sister team. And then Gladys just kind of sneaks around the corner. Like, hey, Jughead, hey, FP, hi, what what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's super awkward, but also super adorable. And FP's just like, I'm always happy to have you here. I just wish you would have called first. Yeah, but the face, Jug's face when he's hugging Gladys is just too cute. Oh, yeah. FP is like, something ain't right. He's suspicious, but also he's been seeing Alice. That too. And he just became the sheriff. Like, he's not stupid, but also like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. What does this mean? But he can't say no to his kids. I, I mean. I wish you'd call before you come over for a visit. Nope. We're here to stay for a bit. We got over to Josie and Archie. And they're at school. They're in the music room. And Josie says, in the end, our folks got the wedding they wanted. The four of us at town hall. They said they didn't feel right having a party after everything. And, you know, we're just like, okay, so what now? Well, after everything that Kevin and Moose went through, not getting into Juilliard doesn't seem like such a big deal. Truth. (laughs) Which is fair. And she's like, I'm just going to take it day by day. Archie's like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I was going to suggest we start singing together, Josie. And she's like, so why can't we? So they start singing. And it's sweet. Where do we belong? And Except learn to fucking lip sync. Yeah, a little better. And so their their song plays under a bunch of this stuff. We see Tom and Sierra. They're in their wedding clothes at the hotel in bed. And they can see their wedding cake. And Sierra says, I'm glad it was too late to cancel the cake. It's beautiful. You're beautiful. I love you, Sierra. I love you, Tommy. It's so sweet. I love it. <laughs> oh, all people in love is the best. <laughs> Ugh, we go to school. We're in the doghouse. Hey. Hey. Oh, God. Moose comes up to Kevin. I can't stay, Kev. I just came to tell you that I'm moving to Glendale to stay with my aunt. Moose, your friends are here. I'm here. You can live with any of us. And Moose just looks like, Kevin, I can't live here. They linger on this just enough to make you feel like between what happened with his dad... And maybe his mom, like, he's, he, it's not okay for him. Like, home isn't a safe place. I mean, it could be that. I think it more seems like the thing of, I'm going to go be with my aunt because I can't be here while my dad stands trial. I can't be here maybe. while all this crap goes down. Yeah, it's just, I mean, technically, what did, what did his dad do that was illegal? He kidnapped did, two fucking kids. He, uh, and Kinda. assaulted them. Yes. Kinda. Yeah, it's not good. And then, I'm just trying to figure out what are the actual charges. Oh, uh, endangering, endangering minors. But more so than the fallout with his family and his mom. Like, and there's just, just a like, lot. There's a lot. I, I totally understand being like, I can't be here. Ugh. And so, like, Kevin's just like, I'm going to miss you, Marmaduke. God. <laughs> I'm going to miss you, Kevin Keller. The so, look on Casey Cott's face. He does that, like... I'm crying, but I'm not crying face so well. Like the watery eyes. Uh, 
I finally got what I wanted and now it's gone, which is just always what happens. Because, you know, Moose leaves and then he looks back at Kevin and Kevin's just like trying to keep it like good. And like when Kevin like does that head naughty thing, I just (laughs) thought back to last season where he goes, I'm alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, you are again. (sighs) All right. So we're in the hallway and at Cheryl and Tony and you know, they're just talking about, you know, what Major Mason did was messed up. You know, it's the sister's conversion therapy. And, you know, I'm glad we got you out of that hellhole when we did. And Cheryl's like, you know, I'll never forget the day you saved me, TT. And since you've done so much for me, I wanted to do something for you. Call it step four. And they go into this room with a bunch of girls dressed as like badass bikers, 50 chicks. They all got their hair in rolls and leather jackets. I'm down. <laughs> you know, I found some girls who were looking for support or community or just good old-fashioned fisty cuffs, and I thought we could start a new family. Cheryl, this is the most badass and romantic thing you've ever done. No, it's not. No. And so they start kissing, and the girls are like, um, do we have a name yet? How about the pretty poisons? Pretty by day, poison by night. I love it. Cheryl got off too easily. She basically did nothing, and she suffered no consequences. Yep. Like, no, it's not cool. Mm-hmm. We're at the nightclub. Hermione shows up. She's like, okay, you have an update for me. And Veronica says, yeah, but first you could have told us that the secret buyer was Jughead's mom. And her money is freaking out. Gladys showed up. I assume she would have sent one of her deputies from Toledo. And Veronica is just like, no. And about Toledo, we've got some news. Gladys isn't leaving town. That- <laughs> and Hermione is fucked. Also, like I want to know Hermione and Gladys's past. I want to know what's up with that. Something's going on there. There's a whole lot of overlap. We go back to the trailer and it's Gladys and Jelly Belly. I love this scene. Jelly Belly is just saying, you know, everything's going just how you said, Mom. I've got Dad wrapped around my pinky. You're his weakness, baby. Which means we got the whole town, JB. Your old man's a sheriff. The mayor owes us some serious cash. Hell, even her daughter's working for me now. Oh, yeah, we moved to the right place at the right time. I could feel it. Oh, this is so fucked up, but I'm here for it. Gladys Jones is playing for fucking keeps. I, I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Gina Gershon, for being amazing. Oh, it's so good. Badass. And then, you know, okay, the song has been singing. So then we go to back to the classroom with Archie and Josie. And so they finish singing and they get closer and closer. And she's like, Archie. And he says, you know, can I kiss you? Because, yay, you should ask. Yes. 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 I, li- I like, we-, we should see more of that in the show. I normally would have been like eye roll, but he says that and I'm like, oh, I love this now. Okay. It's like he's learned some things. It's, this, it's just a beautiful little moment that just makes the scene work just right. Well, and it's also being like, I don't know where you're at. But I want to kiss you. That's that's what it's letting happen. And so, yeah, they kiss. And there's lots of kissing. And then Riverdale. Oh, my God. So good. Woo. We went on a roller coaster with that one. But it was so good. And yet so awful at certain points as well. Uh-huh. Still, a lot happened and I'm happy about it. A lot of what went down is great. It's just that they have one character that we've had to, again, completely emotionally devastate. And another who has suffered zero consequences. And oh, by the way, they're the two most prominent queer characters on this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, the show is on hiatus until February 28th. 
So that means we, and now that we're caught up, we will, we'll be back on the normal rotation. If you need some content in between now and then, you can go sign up to be one of our Patreon members at the $2 and up level, and you can hear all of our Sabrina coverage. And that should fill you up while this Riverdale stuff is on hiatus. But we're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear some music. When we come back, we're going to do the next time on. What? Yeah. All right, episode 13, Requiem for a Welterweight, which is great. It's a great title. Archie's going to do some boxing with Tom. He's going to do some smooching with Josie. Those two things are going to not work out so well together, it seems like. We'll see. I I could see Tom being a hard ass on, on Archie. I could see Archie doing that defy authority bullshit and yeah. Tom being like, I ain't fucking dealing with this kid. Oh, no shit. Yeah, there's going to be a baptism at the farm, so we're going to get some real farm shit now. Maybe we actually meet Edgar. That'd be great. And it's going to go real sideways. Yeah, it looks like Alice doesn't wake up from this. Jughead and Jellybean got some stuff going on, and then sing Ave Maria for Mommy. It's <laughs> Gladys to Veronica. Gladys, yeah. Gladys and Veronica going head to head seems like the greatest thing ever. Gladys is the godmother. Fuck yeah. I'm and into it. Tony's uh, gonna separate herself from the serpents officially. Well, I guess they're gonna be a rival gang now, and we see Cheryl teaching all of them how to do archery. So that's going to be their thing, which is kind of cool. I'll give them that, but I don't want to give any points to Cheryl because she is a capital C cunt. But no, I'm excited. We've got a lot more coming up. Some spoilery things. They've revealed what musical they're doing for the musical episode, and it is the one that I predicted for last year. Heathers. Mm. Yes, I'm so excited. And we may actually have a guest for that episode, so I'm also excited about that. Ooh. Ooh. We might have our very first guest on the doghouse. Like, so this thing with Archie and Josie is great, but they're going to, I mean, Ashley Murray's leaving. Yeah. She's leaving the show. She's going to be Josie McCoy, but it's going to be on a show called Katie Keene, which is about a bunch of girls who go to Broadway, who go to try and go to New York, try to make it on Broadway, which makes sense for her character. So this isn't going to be long lived. Yeah, I would good. love it if we have a breakup on the show. It's like, yeah, this isn't working, is it? No. Okay, cool. Bye. I'm just not that into you. Yeah. The end. Uh-huh. All right. Well, until next time. Hashtag, Hashtag go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.